Welcome to Crosspoint. 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 An interactive program featuring ministers and leaders of the Christian community addressing the issues that are challenging the church today. Here's your host, Mark Taylor. Thank you for joining me today for Crosspoint. I'm Mark Taylor, and my guest today is evangelist John Ramirez, who knows how to get down and out on those threats of spiritual warfare by building spiritual arsenals to destroy the works of Satan. Well, back with us again today here on Crosspoint. It's been a a little while since we have John Ramirez on, but John, we appreciate you uh, coming on with us again. You've got a new book out here, Fire Prayers, and it's an exciting time to do an interview with you because you're an exciting guy and you're you very much believe in the power of the Lord and and the strength and of what God can do with your life and uh, you know and that we are in a satanic war. In fact, you say right in the introduction of the book where it says, "Don't misjudge or be ignorant about the enemy of your soul. If you lack knowledge about him, you find yourself sitting in defeat, where bondage and misery rule and reign." And it will if you sit around in defeat, won't it? Amen. As we look more here into this book, uh, you've got uh, a place here called "Discern the Spiritual Conflict." And it says, if you want your God-given destiny to be fulfilled in the land of the living, you have to recognize how crucial this ministry is. We are in the last hour, but examples from the Scriptures still guide us. So, like, what are some of the things that guide us from the Scriptures uh, that tell us of what to do today, even though we're in the last hour? Well, I, you know, to me, my life, I can say, my, my life is about I pray, I seek the Lord, I consistently cultivate my relationship with the Lord in prayer and talking and fellowship and chatting. Uh, I'm mindful of Jesus Christ throughout the day. I have I have a divine connection with the Lord, and He has more in me. I don't want that to be separated or diluted or polluted with things that are insignificant. So I try to, I try to learn the, what spiritual values brings in that I can have in my life because I'm 59 years old. So I don't have a lot of time, right? Uh, 59. I mean, time is going so quick. It feels like I have two birthdays in one year. <laughs> so I, I want to make sure that I do. I, I'm used to. The Bible says, "Redeem your time. The days are evil." What do you do with the time? Because the devil is under the devil. One key about the devil, and one thing I know because I did the devil for 25 years. I sat with the devil himself. I talked to him through the up the night. I had a conversation with the devil, the devil himself. And the devil knows one thing, if he can steal your time, he can steal your purpose and your destiny. So if the people know your background a little bit in this, uh, you were involved in in Satanism. You were really deeply involved in that. And that's why you have firsthand knowledge of uh, what seriousness there is. And this isn't something to play around with. It was called the shadows of the demonic. That's the highest level of the demonic kingdom that you can be you can be engrafted in, in to ceremonies, rituals, and, and and demonic meetings with demons and warlocks and witches. When when we people say Satanism, uh, you got the Satanism people out there, which are their joke to me, because they're joke for the simple fact they say, well, we don't worship Satan, but then who do you worship? Because if you're Satan, you have to worship Satan. I'm a Christian, I have to worship Jesus. Uh, if I'm Buddhist, I have to worship Buddha. So I like the way they disguise it. I like the way they camouflage it. I like the way they put makeup on it, so that you don't know the, you don't know the true identity of what they do. So when you come into it, you come into it to the to the side door of the the occult. So the side door, you come in, sucker punch you to the side door. So once you're in, and they know they have a good grip on you, then they tell you the real deal. 
That's what happened to me at the age of eight years old. So now when you're in, it's like the mafia. Once you, you could be an errand boy for the mafia, and then you move up to a, a capo, and then you move up to something else, and then before you know it, you're so entangled, and then you know the true colors of what the mafia is about. And same with the occult. So I know the patterns and cycles. I know I know the history. I know the I know the entrapments. I know the hindering, delay, and blockages that the devil brings to the Christian, to the believer, to those that that, that really want to seek after God. I know those entrapments because those entrapments goes back to one thing: if I can steal your time. I can steal your purpose and your destiny. And I teach people through the Holy Spirit and the discipleship that God has given me is to teach people how to redeem their time. If you redeem your time, you can redeem your life. If you can redeem your life, you have a purpose. And if you have a purpose, you can end up with finishing your destiny. Yeah. Chapter 2 of the book, and page 18 there, you talk about the 10 entrapments that lead us to satanic bondage. What are those 10 entrapments? Can you kind of take us a little bit through that, of how people well, get well, entrapped I, in that? I think people getting trapped. I I, I, I want to give you the nuggets of the book, but I also want to give you other things that's not in the book itself. I can talk to you about the term entrapment, but I I think a lot of the things we think we got tomorrow. We we live in a, we live in we live in a world that we think that that we catching up with the future, and we live in a world that we think that we own the future. We own our tomorrows. That tomorrow, the Bible says, tomorrow is not guaranteed to no one. And I think one of the critical moments in, 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 in life to any person, I know people that I have prayed for, I have prayed for, I know people that I have prayed for, and they have actually, I prayed for them, and they had told me, I thought I had, if I knew more today, back then, if I had more exposure about the decisions I made, if I had more opportunities, I would have made the right decision. I would have walked into the right moment. I would I would have waited. I would have uh, considered the situation. And I think a lot of people live in, and this is the, one, of the, one of the things I, I didn't write in the book, the 10 entrapments. If you, if you sit with people, a lot of people live in life and regret. Now, you talk about in this book how to unmask Satan's lies. So what do you do to unmask a lie that Satan's telling? How do, how do you, in other words, people believe a lie, but how do you unmask that lie? You know what's funny? People believe a lie. But they don't believe the simplicity of the gospel. That's true. <laughs> People rather believe on UFOs, aliens, from another galaxy and the planet. I used to love watch Star Trek when I was little. And uh, and it was a good moment when you watch Star Trek, beat me up, Scotty. But that's a fantasy. And I think that any devil introduce you to fantasies because the devil is an influencer. And the reason the devil is an influencer because he was able to influence the third of the angels in heaven to fight against heaven. When you know that the lie is the, the lie, every time the devil came at me or still come at me with the lie, it doesn't match up with my relationship with the Lord. It doesn't match up with the word of God. It doesn't match up with the promises of God. It has loop, the lies of the devil have loopholes. If you go and you have a relationship with the Lord and the Lord speaks to you, and the Lord, and you have that relationship with the Lord, and you know, you know, it's like saying, if I'm going to go out with you to the mall, and you tell me I'm buying a shirt and a pair of pants, why are you at the sneaker store? So the, the lies of the devil will bring you to will bring you to the sneaker store. It won't bring you to the shirt and pants that you're trying to buy because you want to wear that day because you got somewhere to go. So, so what the devil does is the devil, the devil will sidetrack you. He will distract you with the sneaker, with the sneaker department. When you know that you have thirty pairs of sneakers in the house, or you don't need another pair. So, basically, the, the entrapment of the devil is what is matching up with my purpose and my destiny 
that I know that God is taking me this season. I'm in the season that I'm going through. A lot of Christians got church. A lot of Christians got Sunday, but they don't have a relationship with the Lord. And when you don't have a relationship with the Lord, the devil will sell you stand at the beach and you'll buy it. Now, this book, you entitled it Fire Prayers. So Fire Prayers is something that equips you with a spiritual warfare arsenal that will leave Satan yeah. and his kingdom trembling. So how do you do that? I call it fire prayers, and the reason I call this book out of all my other books, this book is so different and so unique, not taken away from the other books, the other books complement each other, but I think this book is so unique because uh, we know that if we buy the television, right, these days it comes with a manual, right? You buy a fridge, you get a manual, you buy a car, and you got all these buttons on your car, you don't know which one to push, you got to go to the manual, right? The Bible is the manual to humanity, right? How to live right, how to stay right, how to finish right. The Bible is a relationship with the Lord. The Bible, the best book in the entire planet and the universe is the Bible. You can't beat that no matter what, who you are. But the, the, the fireplace, a manual, is a manual of prayers, of breaking, destroying, dismantling, cursing to the root, strip and die. How to deal with the devil head on, how to confront the devil. A lot of people talk about the devil, but no one knows how to confront him. So how you break the generational patterns and cycles of repeating your family? Like, I use my life as an example. My grandfather, my dad's father, he died in the streets of Puerto Rico as an alcoholic. My father, when he got shot and got killed at the age of 33, he was on a three-day drinking spree. He was he was an alcoholic. My, my brother, George, and I said there's a lot of love, he was such an alcoholic. Now he's not drinking anymore because the doctor said, if you drink for the next six months, you might, you might die. I was in, when I was in the witchcraft world, I was drinking from 35 to $4,000 a month and, and, and going to clubs and lounges, wine, liquor, and so on and so on. So you see the generation of curse of patterns and cycles? I teach people how to break away from those things to fire press. Fire press is we, we deal with the generation of curses. We deal with the generation of infirmity. How is it that people say, my grandmother had cancer, my mom had cancer, my auntie had cancer, now my sister had cancer, now I got cancer. How is it? How do you deal with that kind of infirmity spirit that runs down your family bloodline? I teach people the fire prayers of this book teaches people how to break those patterns, how to break the foundations of those curses in your family. I said the last thing. My daughter, I got a high school diploma. It's like having bounty. It's like having paper toilet. My high school diploma worth nothing, but I pray my daughter through college. She has a bachelor's degree in psychology. The curse is broken. So how do you break these curses? You got Prince, you got Michael Jackson, super amazing, talented people, but the tormentors came in there and tormented them, and they're no longer here to talk about it. So I teach fire prayers. It's a manual, how to pray. How many people go on vacation, and I just said the last thing, and they had the worst vacation ever. They stay in a place that was demonically influenced by demons and people that stood there before that, and they had the worst vacation. They saved up all their lives to go on this vacation, and the vacation was ruined. They can't even put their finger on it. I teach people how to pray over your hotel room, how to pray about your kids, your kids in schools, how to pray your kids through college, how to pray for your marriage, how to pray for your finances. There was a spirit of poverty over my finances, and God broke that spirit of poverty over my finances. There was a lack, welfare, full stamps. Thank God I don't live in that avenue anymore. But the spirit of poverty is broken over me. So you're telling me that the power of prayer has a great deal to do with breaking all this up and, and attacking the spiritual realm of Satan. Yeah, but to learn how to do it, too. I mean, because people pray general prayers, and all you're doing is giving the devil a belly laugh. 
you know, you're giving a devil uh, a good laugh. It's like the devil's at the comedy club. You're giving him a good laugh because the devil, the devil understands that general prayers don't work. I teach people how to bring big spiritual snipers and how to be spiritual gangsters in the spirit realm, how to bring down targets in the enemy's camp, how to be spiritual snipers, how to bring down the targets that have been tormenting your family, tormenting you, tormenting your relationship with the Lord. I mean, who wants to be a mediocre Christian? Who wants to be a, a copycat Christian, a bootleg Christian? I want to be a great original. In order to be a great original, I have to beat the devil every corner. So this is a much deeper type of prayer that goes right at Satan and right at the juggler to stop him. This is uprooting, destroying, dismantling, pushing to the root. You know, the Bible says that the kingdom of the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of light suffer violence, but the violence take it back by force. I have here the ministry of violence. I have here the ten entrapments of the devil. I have here how to use the how the weapons of the blood of the biblical weapons that to use against the devil's camp, the devil hates the biblical principles. Amen. Because the devil knows that the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of light, Jesus' kingdom is a kingdom of the principles. Right? The kingdom of darkness is just patterns and cycles. Amen. There's no principles there. There's just patterns and cycles of repeat. The spiritual warfare, how to discern. But how how you do renunciation? There's people that do renunciation. I teach people how to repent. People don't know how to repent. People cry and they think it's repentance. Judas cried, but he had remorse. He wasn't forgiven. Peter cried, but he had repentance. And God forgave him. God restored him. How do you, how do you how do you repent? People don't even know how to repent these days. They think crying is repentance. Crying is not repentance. And crying is remorse. And I teach people because the devil wants you to have live on remorse, but don't live on repentance. So I teach people how to do that, how to, how to break the patterns and cycles of repeating your life. I teach people how to have a spiritual position. I strengthen your position in, in the Lord, strengthen your position in the battle. There's people, they, I, I know Christians that they fought battle that weren't even there. And then when the real fight showed up, they were spiritually exhausted. How do you discern the devil in your blind spot? I teach people that. John, I know you've run a lot of books, and this newest one's out is Fire Prayers. If people want to know about, you know, getting a copy of this book or other book you've done as well, uh, how would they go about doing that? You know, you can go to Amazon, and uh, you put the John Ramirez on Amazon, and you find the books are there. And I think, you know, it's amazing, my brother, that all these books that I've written, I never read a deliverance book in my life. When I was a young Christian, they had me, they, I was stuck on Ephesians 6 for two years. I never read a book in my life about, about deliverance. I've been taught by the Holy Spirit how to do deliverance. I have taught Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has taught me how to break, restore, dismantle, and curse to the root. Yes, I have the blueprint. I have the blueprint, and I have the devil's playbook because I live there. I know how the devil thinks. I know how the devil functions. I know how he, and the entrancement of the devil. I know those things, and I think I have an opportunity. You know, I lived there for 25 years. I got married in Halloween. I had a demonic wedding, and I lived in that world for 25 years. But now God is using me for His glory. Well, folks, stay with us, and we're going to be back with more right after this. This is Mark Taylor. If you miss a broadcast of Crosspoint, you can always go to our website at www.kneo.org and click on the programs page. There you can access the current Crosspoint program as well as the last four programs that have been aired. Never miss another Crosspoint program again. Go to www.kneo.org today. Welcome back to Crosspoint. I'm Mark Taylor. My guest today is John Ramirez. We're talking about fire, fire prayers, and this is building arsenals that destroy satanic kingdoms. Now, John, here in the book in chapter 4, 
uh, you talk about the principles to be a champion in spiritual warfare. And one of those areas, and I believe it's probably a, a very important area, you very much believe that being filled with the Holy Spirit is a tremendous part of that, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, then all you have is you fill with religion, right? Yeah, I mean, that's you're true. Filled with, you fill with religion, so 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 I can't beat the devil with religion. The devil lives on religion. I have to beat the devil with, the, with the, you know, fill with the Holy Spirit, with the knowledge of the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, with the awesomeness of having of the Holy Spirit. I can't beat the devil with religion. A lot of people got religion, but they don't have no relationship with the Holy Spirit. You know, it's funny. People know Julio, but they don't know the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I might you know Julio's voice, but you don't know you don't know the Holy Spirit's voice. And I think a lot of times the church has blocked. The church has, has, has decayed spiritually, anemic, because they don't have that deep relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now, you also talk about in Chapter 8 of the book that it's so important to understand that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Why is the tongue so powerful? It doesn't have a bone in it, but why is it so powerful? Because the devil knows that you declare and decree with your words. You make contract with your words. You make oath with your words. You make covenant with your words. Jesus made covenant with his word. God made God gave us his word. God spoke his word over us. God said, take me at my word. God said, sit with me, reason with me. Revelation chapter 3, uh, chapter three verse 20. To know that there's power in the words. You can speak life. You can speak life into a situation. You can speak death into a situation. I can take a young kid that is not doing good in school, and I can, I can speak life into him that his grades will go up. I can take a young, I can take an A student, young kid, A student. I can speak uh, negative things about his wife and negative things about him. Eventually, his grades would decay. So, so, so the, the the power of your words lays the power, the anointing of your words lay in your tongue. And the devil's the devil has a demon that is assigned to your word, to your negative word. The negative word, when you speak life, when you speak death in your words, you're the double-minded person in the book of James, and you receive nothing. Okay, but so you're saying to tear down the enemy's attacks is through through the power of prayer, but we have to be specific in those prayers and know how to pray to be able to get that accomplished, correct? Yeah, I mean, let, let me give an example of my life, right? I had like six, seven eye surgeries. You know, scientifically, I'm supposed to be legally blind. The, the best doctors in New York City can, they can't even find, they can't even put together how, how could I still see. To the day, I went to the doctors, I had to get a steroid shot in my eye. And my vision is blurred. Uh, I can see. I can see long distance driving. I can see medium distance. I speak to my existing situation. I don't speak like, "Oh Lord, where am I? Where am I going through this?" You know, I'm. I, you know, I'm ministering. You know, I've been doing your work. Why me? Why does this happen to me? That's a, that, that's a pity party. The guy by the pool, thirty eight years, uh, sitting by the pool. I speak. I speak things into existence with the power, the anointing of God, and by my words. I speak life into my, I speak 2020, I speak that shot they gave me, it's going to bring the healing that God's going to use, God's going to use that shot in my eye to bring healing, I speak over and over, and today, my, that, that, I got that shot about a week ago, now I can see further, I can see even better than before, because, but I'm speaking into my debt situation, I'm speaking to my situation that got chaos, in the book of Genesis, it said that the Spirit of the Lord hover over the earth. Right, the earth was empty and void. Right, and then God said, "Let it be light." He spoke something to something that was nothing, but He spoke it into existence and became something. So, why Christians are speaking things? Why are they speaking negative? Why are they speaking New Age? Christians speak New Age these days. I'm lucky. No, you're not. You're blessed. The one thing I say, just to say, I think I think we 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 need to 
adopt the heavenly language and speak life into your situation, speak things into existence, speak things into life. God is a God of life. And I think a lot of times we speak from both sides of the mouth and we delay the purposes and the plan of God because and then as we speak doubt, we speak worry, we speak fear, we speak unbelief. And the devil loves for you to stay on that place, of that, of that place of question marks. But knowing that the answer, we have the answer to Jesus Christ. I know we call this stuff witchcraft and Satanism and all these different things. Is all this uh, manipulative spirit or all these things, are these all just practices of witchcraft that we get people get caught into and then they don't know quite how to get out of that stuff? And like you said, some of it is not very as strong as people think it is. But do you have to pray? You do have to pray even against the least of this stuff uh, to break this stuff up because there is some kind of stronghold or some type of a hold, even in the people just messing around with it. Well, as a believer, such as my brothers and sisters, who I really love with my heart, I used to hate Christians with a passion. I couldn't stand a Christian. Even if you pay me a thousand dollars an hour, I wouldn't even hang out with them. As to me, I used to hate them. They were my. They were. They were the. They were actually my kind of parts of, of fighting them in the spiritual realm when I was in the devil worshiping. And today I love Christians more than I love myself. I love my brothers and sisters. And, and what I'm saying with that is, is I think that we, we, we need to understand one thing. Uh, on, on, I walk with the Lord. I, I, even the, the, the slightest opportunity you give the devil, he's going he's gonna to create a struggle. So the devil looks for opportunity to create struggles. And if you don't deal with the struggles and you sweep them under the rug, spiritual struggles I'm talking about, and if you don't deal with them and you don't surrender to God and we keep we keep giving God Ishmael instead of giving God Isaac, yeah. and then the struggles become strongholds. Yeah. And then if you don't deal with the strongholds, eventually they become bondage. Yeah. And it's checkmate. The devil has checkmate you in the chest game that you could have beat them when you had the struggle. You talk about, and you actually warn Christians about using generic prayers. That's something the devil isn't afraid of at all. But, you know, that is a way, John, a lot of Christians pray is a kind of in a generic form. And you're saying yeah, that you're type of stuff doesn't like do anything good, do us any no. good. No, no, this is how Christians pray. Lord, you know, you know what I'm going through. Amen. Yeah. I mean, where are you going with that? You can't, you can't even get a bunt. You can't even get on first base with that. Lord, you know what I'm going through. I know, I know what I'm going through. You know my struggles, Lord. You know my heart, Lord. That's the, you ain't doing nothing with that kind of prayer. You're not even bringing, you're not even bringing order, alignment, to the leverage, and precision to your prayer. So how is it that you're going to affect the devil's kingdom when you, when you tell me that, that, that's the best way you can pray? That's it? Or you declare Psalms 91 over your life and in, in your prayer closet? I declare Psalms 91 over my life. Amen. Yeah. And you walk out of there and your closet spiritually naked because you got nothing. You got nothing to cover yourself with. You have you have you haven't put no dent in the you haven't put no dent in the devil's kingdom. You haven't done any renunciation. You haven't declared decree. You haven't uprooted anything. You haven't destroyed any satanic cultures with your name on it. Any monetary spirit is monitoring you. You haven't blindfolded. You haven't you haven't blindfolded devils that are following you in the spirit realm to see what you're doing to bring entrapments in your life. This is serious stuff. This is a spirit. This more spiritual warfare in the spirit realm. That you that we can't see than in the natural, and Christians walking around like a pocketbook on a Sunday, going to church, and they think everything is good. No, man, God has called us to fight the good fight. The Bible, Paul says, "I fought the good fight." I mean, look at the resume of Paul, the apostle. All the disciples fought the good fight. They fought every demonic challenge, every demonic temptation out of the pits of hell. 
They fought it through prayer, through fasting, through speaking the heart of God, to knowing their purpose. If I know my purpose, you can't sell me anything. Then it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna complement my purpose. So there's Christians out there. If you sit, if you sit ten Christians down right now and you ask them, what is your purpose? What is your destiny? What God called you to do? I don't know. I don't know. Are you praying about it? Are you seeking the Lord about it? Are you asking the Lord about it? Well, I think I did it two weeks ago. The tenacity and being relentless and being consistent, the devil has turned off the lights on believers. And believers, they got microwave. This is what I call microwave prayers. You know, they put it in the microwave, and they think that you're going to come out, you know, everything going to be peaches and cream. No. If you don't if you don't attack the devil, and you don't put the devil in his place, and you don't give these things an eviction notice, and you don't declare these things over your life, some things will still remain. They'll still linger, and it'll be like a cancer, a spiritual cancer eating away on your purpose and your destiny. God is a God of purpose. God is a God of purpose. God is not a God of coincidence. God is, the devil is about coincidence, but the devil don't know the future. The devil can't read your mind, and the devil doesn't control your purpose and your destiny. The devil can lie to you. The devil can play games with you. The devil can have schemes, wiles, and plots against you. The devil can bring hindering, delay, and blockages against you, but he don't own nothing. God owns it all. But we don't know how to walk in that in that authority that God has given us because yeah. we haven't been disciples. Yeah. Now, so you're talking about, and I know you talk about it here in the book, you're saying like bold, courageous, faith-filled prayers. Uh, that's the kind of the prayers that will bring the Spirit of God in and will knock Satan's plots and plans down and that are against God's people. Those type of prayers is what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I pray for people, and I'm, I'm, uh, see, I'm, I'm, I, I learned this from FedEx. I used to work for FedEx Express, and I was always, always hungry for overtime. And I said, well, I learned everybody's route. If I learn people's route, when they're not in, they're calling sick, or they're not, they don't come in, they give me their route, I do my overtime. I, I'm, I'm not into, I'm not a, just an evangelist. I'm anything that God wants me to be for the kingdom. Yeah. So, so I'm anything that God wants me to be for the kingdom. If God wants me to be a hammer that day, I'm a hammer. If God wants me to be a screwdriver that day, I'm a screwdriver that day. Whatever God wants to use me. So I pray with faith. The faith that I pray, I pray for people that have come into the meetings uh, that I've been uh, events. Four stage cancer, six months to live. The doctors say, we have no more remedies for you. Go home and make peace with your family. They have come, pray for them. They've been completely healed, not even a trace of cancer in their body, because that's a, I know how to deal with those devils. I know how to deal with de- and there's demons that I have videos that I can send you, demons manifesting in people and saying, we hate you, John Romero. You're a traitor. You left us. We hate you. Wherever, whenever we get the opportunity to destroy you, we're going to destroy you. We hate you. You're a traitor. There was a gentleman in Ohio, Muslim gentleman, got saved, radically saved, and one day he heard the demon say, she was watching one of my videos, and the demon said to him, God allowed him to hear the voice of the demon. The demon said to him, we hate that guy. That's a good compliment. Yeah, I was going to say it would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If Satan hates you, that means you're doing something good for the Lord. Amen. And that's and that's why I, I want to train and, and help believers how to fight the good fight. It's not about a book. It's about training believers. I'm, I'm doing what God called me to do. I'm living my purpose, and I'm doing my destiny to equip the body of Christ for the last fight. For the, You know, one thing I say, my brother, Jesus beat the devil in the wilderness. That was the first fight. Then Jesus beat the devil through Peter. When Peter said, you're not going to the cross. And Jesus said, Satan, get behind me. 
beat him again. And then the, Jesus beat the devil to Judas, the betrayal kiss. Jesus beat the devil at the cross, destroyed the devil at the cross. And then Jesus left us for the rematch, the church on the earth for the rematch, and we're losing the fight. Yeah. Yeah, I would That's say the so. Thing. Yeah, the, it church, is. the church, how this is the thing that the church is blind. The church have allowed the devil in the church to separate Jesus from the cross. Yeah. And now we have a new age Jesus. Feel better, look better. You know, it's all about you, self, self, self. That's a new age devil. That's a new age Jesus. That's not the Jesus in the Bible. Yeah. That's not redemption. That's not the cross. That's not the blood. That's not forgiveness of sin. That's not that's not walking in the righteousness of God. That's not walking in holiness. That's not walking in sanctification. That's the new age Jesus. Do whatever you want. You don't have to be transformed. You don't have to suffer nothing. You don't have to pay a price. You don't have to sacrifice nothing. Just walk the way you want to walk. Do whatever is right in your own eyes. Jesus understands. Yeah. That is demonic to the court. And that stuff will not get you to heaven. That will get you to hell. That's true. Again, John, fire prayers. Uh, tell people how they can find the book again. Uh, how do the, uh, I tell you, uh, you can go to Amazon. You can pick up the book. The book right now, I believe, you know, uh, I just share a moment with you on this book. It's just amazing that only God can do these things. The book right now is its number bestseller rank in Amazon is 583. In Christianity, demiology is number two. In Pentecost, Christianity is number two, and spiritual warfare is number two. And, yeah. and the people, people, people are hungry for spiritual warfare. People are hungry to break demonic activity. Because, you know, one thing I learned, what you don't kill in the spirit, in the end, you'll end up killing you in the spirit. Yeah. What you don't end up destroying in the spirit, in the end, it will incarcerate you in the spirit. It will deplete you in the spirit. It will eat away as a cancer in the spirit to who God called you to be. And we can't, we can't miss it. We can't play those games. You know, we can't, you know, Christianity is about, it's not about fun. It's about relationship with the Lord. Christianity is fighting the good fight, whether you're on the mountaintop or the valley. God is the God of both. We have to fight the good fight. You know, I think a lot of times Christians, when they win a victory, they go on vacation, and the devil sends reinforcement to come get you. And if, you know, one, one thing I teach people in the book, fire press, and I teach this to people in the book in fire press, I teach people in the book in fire prayers is how to conquer your deliverance, how to conquer your victory. A lot of times we fight the victory, we win, but we don't conquer. It's like the life of Joseph, right? The life of Joseph was amazing because Joseph, we know what he went through with his family, what happened to him. But in the end, things came full circle. He met his brothers on the second round. He had a chance to destroy his brothers because he was a second in command in Egypt. He forgave them, and this is how he conquered his victory. He forgave his brothers, but not only that, to prove it, when he met his father Jacob later, he never told his father Jacob what the brothers did to him. That's conquering your deliverance. That's conquering the devil. That's conquering the plot, the scheme, the walls of the devil. Christians don't know how to conquer. They know how to win fights, but the devil come back six months later, that same devil you fought, you thought you beat, that the one you thought that you had the victory over that same devil shows up six months later to kill still and destroy and he'll bring seven other demons with him to fight you and now you have a fight in your hands that your life depend on the spiritual life depend on because we don't conquer anything the bible said never bible never said win bible says conquer yeah that's right well folks stay with us we'll have more right after this 
Well, it seems like every time that I'm struggling with something or I'm going through something, it always changes my outlook and my, my attitude and the way I see things. This is 91.7 The Word. It is uh, very encouraging here. Radio that impacts your future. Welcome back. You're listening to Crosspoint. I'm Mark Taylor. My guest today, John Ramirez. We're talking about building arsenals that destroy satanic kingdoms. Fire Prayers is his latest book. And, and one thing here in the book, John, that I've noticed that uh, you have in the book, especially in the back of the book here, is uh, all kinds of different prayers that you've listed. Uh, why mm-hmm. there? Is that to try to help people to know how to pray? Teach people how to pray, right? Because, I mean, God, God I, I think one of the greatest things Jesus did, he discipled people, right? And today we have, I remember when I first got saved, I've been saved for 23 years. When I first got saved in church 23 years ago, the first thing they throw you in discipleship class, they give you this little book, and you got to fill in the blanks in the little book, and they teach you the Bible, they teach you how to read the Bible, they teach you the Old Testament, they teach you. We don't do that anymore in church. We don't disciple no one. You just come in as you are, you get saved, you know, you, you'll map your way around the church, you figure things out on your own. I mean, we have programs in the church. You want to join this ministry, the cooking ministry, you want to join the chicken committee ministry, you want to join the McDonald's ministry, the Starbucks ministry. There's no building people up in the faith. There's no building people up in the, in the spirit. There's no building people up in speaking in tongues anymore. The principles of having the Word of God that I'm teaching, I want to teach people how to pray and make that prayer your own and put your anointing that God gives you behind that prayer because your anointing works. God said if you put your faith behind any prayer, you can tell that devil, you can tell that mountain to cast himself in the sea. And if you believe it, that God can do it and you come in agreement with God, you can conquer, you can conquer mountains, you can conquer demons, you can conquer satanic kingdoms. And the satanic kingdoms, when I, when I wrote that in the book, it's the attacks that come one after another. You're like, man, I thought you just got over this one and have another attack and another attack. And there's like, there's like a rapid fire attack to come at you from everywhere. And you don't know which, which fire to turn off first. Those, those buildings that being, are building arsenals to destroy satanic kingdoms. And the satanic, the plot, the schemes, the wild, the entrapment of the devil, when they all come at you like a tsunami. Bible said, Jesus said, if you believe me, I raise up a standard against that devil that you think that Pharaoh, that you think that he has victory over you, but you can conquer that devil right in front of me because I am with you. And if I'm with you, who could be against you? If I have blessed you, who can curse you? But if you don't know how to use the arsenals of heaven, then what do you got? Yeah. You got nothing. All you got, all you got a, a pocket full of scriptures, but you don't know how to use it. Yeah, that's true. Chapter 23, I believe it is, Decorations and Blessings Over Your Home. You say there on page 136, many times we just talk about spiritual matters. You say many preachers talk about the devil, but they never confront him head on. Why is that? Because they're afraid. I mean, they, to be honest, a lot of preachers, and, I, and I, again, I, you know, I'm not knocking preachers or, or ministers, but how many times people come to, people fly, fly into my meetings they come from everywhere. I, I was in Nashville not too long ago. A young girl from South Korea flew with a suitcase to Nashville to get delivered. I'm flattered, but what happened to your? What about in your country? No one, no, no one can cast out a demon. What about in your state? No one can cast out a demon in your state. Your pastor that you go to and you give your tithes and your offerings and you sit there like a pocketbook on Sunday. He he don't know how to deal with demons. He don't know how to deal with spiritual warfare. He doesn't know how to confront the devil under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Or he just just preaches. I mean, preach is technique. Anyone could preach these days. Just technique. Yes, we need the anointing in order to, 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 to people can be healed, whole, and deliver. But anyone could take a book and preach. I mean, you got atheists, professors, devil worshippers in college teaching history book of the Bible. But what about the pastor? Can he can he lay hands on you? 
and, and pray over you and believe God for you and deliver that demon that's tormenting your family for years, why can't your pastor do that? Because the pastor doesn't want to confront. Because a lot of pastors, and I say this a lot of love, they love the crowd, but they hate the people. They want the crowds in their ministries. They want the crowds in their church. And if you go, you go to a church, in order to get hold of your pastor, you have to fill out a form. And then the secretary, the secretary get it. And then you might have to talk to an elder. And you might have to talk to Julio before pastor give you time. But then he take your tithes and offerings. He's good with that. But he, but he, can't, he can't sit with you and have a cheeseburger and talk things out or pray over you or lay hands on you or come to the hospital and see you. Yeah. In the book also, you talk about how the devil works overtime, and especially in our homes and really any level, and they're always after, the devil's after our children. You say those who should be protecting our children are sacrificing them. children. Yeah, they're sacrificing them. Yes, spiritually. Yes. Our parents put them on TV, watch Disney. Yeah. Almost sexual stuff, Disney. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you know what? Uh, watch this show, Soft Porn. You know, you got cartoons these days. Cartoons, they curse now. I, when I was growing up, I had Phoenix the Cat, Ricochet Rabbit. They didn't curse. Cartoons, they curse up a storm these days. So, so it's your eye gate, your ear gate, your mouth gate. You got, you, you, you have, you bring your kids out to celebrate Halloween. That's true. You, you, you bring your kids out to, you dress them up like you dress them up in your little devil costumes and little witches, and you, and you're okay with that. So you, so you can go to bed with the devil. And then you change your children's identity by dressing up in a costume and coming in agreement with the, demon, the most demonic holiday in the planet, Halloween, which is which is the most, even even the Discovery Channel, even the people from Discovery Channel, which is a worry channel, tells you the evenness of Halloween. They give a documentary about it, and you go to bed, well, you go to bed with the devil. And you got churches celebrating Halloween. You got, don't, you got churches celebrating Halloween. They call it Chuka Tree, Tonka Tree. They call they, they just dress up the name different, slap the name of Jesus on it. Bring your kid as little Noah, little Isaac. Bring your kid, little Esther, and let's celebrate Halloween. You can dress your kid up as Sebastian the Crab. You're still changing your identity because you come in agreement with the devil on something that the devil owns. And I think we miss it by the fact that we, I don't hear Satanist people. I, have, I don't know about you, my brother, but I haven't heard a Satan person say, I can't wait for Good Friday to go to Good Friday to go to Good Friday to go to church. I don't hear them saying that. But you, you quick to celebrate something that, that even Anton Levain, he was the he was the high priest that he wrote the book, the satanic book, what they call the Bible. And this man had the he had the satanic church, the church of Satan. And this guy was so despicable. And he said, I want to thank every Christian parent that at least one time a year you celebrate the devil. He's telling you. But you you, you still you still put makeup on it, you, you act ignorant. And you throw the kids into the fire. So when you kids get up and when your kids become teenagers and they're doing drugs or the daughter's sleeping around, you can't blame the pastor and say, well, I grew up in church and my kids grew up in church. Yeah, you had open doors because the devil came to collect the bill later on. And now you're in pain and you're distraught and you and you hurt that your kids are in the world. But you don't remember when you dressed them up and you took them out to party in Halloween and go get the candy. And then pastors don't want to, pastors are denied. They don't, they say it's okay, you can do that. Really? Did Jesus say separate, he separated us from, from the things of the world. Jesus said, what darkness has to do with life? Jesus said, come out, come out among them. Why are you celebrating such a despicable holiday, a demonic holiday? What, what's wrong with you? Yeah, that's true. Very true. Right? Because the devil's looking for spiritual moments in your life, spiritual opportunities in your life. 
You hear people say, oh, I just watch porn, but now I'm addicted. Now I can't get away from it. I can't turn it off. I'm being tormented, right? Ted Bundy started watching porn. Then he became hitting women. He became a serial killer. All because he started watching porn. Started the whole thing. You know, I have a friend of mine, son of Sam, David Berkowitz. He's a believer. He's a Jewish believer. He's doing 365 years in jail. He's in the top 10 serial killers in the world. And he, he became a believer 40 years ago. He said he started, he, he started to read the satanic book, what they call the Bible. And some demon got inside of him, and he destroyed 10, 10 families. And when he got caught in the Bronx in New York City in, in 1977, in that, in, during that time, he terrified New York City. When he got caught and he got put in jail, they gave him 365 years sitting in jail. And now he's a believer, and he had, he had won more people to the Lord locked up in jail than pastors out here doing nothing. <laughs> and, and this is the man that all he did was sat down and read a satanic book. On top of that, he, he hooked up with satanic devil worshipers, and look what happened to his life. Yeah. You talk about page 32 of the book. You said, I've been on the edge of breakthrough. When something went out of my control happened, one minute I was on the edge of my promised land, the next minute I couldn't put two and two together. So what can happen in those times? I mean, this satanic attacks and and of issues like this, they are very, very real, aren't they? They're very real. I mean, I can, I can speak from my own experience, right? I mean, here two weeks ago, I can see from a mile away 2020. I can see almost a mile away 2020 with my eyesight. Now I can only see halfway. I mean, here I am thinking that I'm sitting on my promise line, and this, here comes this satanic or demonic attack to hit my eyes, but I know God's in control. And I know i got to go back to New York on Monday to get a follow-up checkup and see how, how I'm doing with the back of my eye. I think a lot of times we, we, we forget and we, we don't understand the spiritual realm that just because you won the first round and you were in the fight doesn't mean that you relax because you don't know, you know, retribution, reinforcement devils, they come after you after the second wave of the fight. And a lot of times, you know, we think that we got the victory or sometimes you got people that go to job interviews. And like I went to three job interviews and I thought I had the job and something, something knocked me backwards. and. And now they, they decide to go with someone else. I know believers that say that that happened two or three times, you know, after another. Patterns and cycles of repeat. How do you hold on? How do you claim? How do you crush the devil's head on that victory? And I teach people how to do that because I think that the patterns and cycles of repeat is like the Bundy court that you think that you gain so much ground, but then the devil pulls you back. And I've been in that situation, even with my eyesight. And I got the victory already. I'm going to New York to get on the plane to go get my trophy. That's how I think. You know, I'm going to New York and get my trophy, and I go, go get my trophy because I, I know I got the victory. The devil got nothing on me. The devil can't do nothing to me unless God signs up on it. And if God signs up on it, it is promotion time for John Ramirez. I'm going to New York, and I'm going to get my trophy. Yeah. And, if, and whatever, whatever the outcome is, I am in the Lord, and the Lord is with me. And great is he that lives in me, that he that lives in the world. I, that's how I live, and I'm teaching believers how to live that way. I think a lot of believers, they, 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 they're more focused in the things in the natural than the things in the spirit. And they lose fights, and they lose battles, and they lose seasons of their life. And they become mediocre Christianity, they become mediocre Christians. Some of them drop out, some of them don't make it, and some of them quit, and some leave the church because they had an encounter with the things of the natural, but they never had an encounter with the supernatural God that's holding the pen of their story. Yeah, that's true. Well, the book's put out by Charisma. It's titled Fire Prayers. John Ramirez, who we've been talking to today here on Crosspoint. And again, John, you say go to Amazon's the best place. I guess I could go to Charisma as well. Yep. 
Amazon, the best, I mean, one of the easiest places. For me, I'm not a computer person, but I know how to type Amazon. It comes up. Uh, Amazon, you go there, you put John Ramirez, and you see all the books there. I tell you, get a copy, you won't regret it. I mean, look at the reviews. I mean, the book been on three days. I think got like eight five-star reviews already. The book is flying off the shelf, and, and all because people are hungry. People want victory. People want to live the life that God called them to be. But if you don't know how to confront the devil, and you don't know how to give a devil an eviction order, you don't know how to declare and decree and renounce, and know how to put the good things of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. You know what? I, I leave it with this. The Lord told me this in my life, and I'm sure this is for a lot of believers too. The Lord said, John, I will always do my part, but I'll never do yours. Yeah. You know, and I think that that stuck to me in such a way that I know that I'm in partnership with the Lord. One hand can't clap by itself. Yeah. And I also, the Lord said to me, the last thing I said, the Lord said to me, John, I will always be on your side. Check yourself. Make sure that you will always be a master. That's very much true. Well, John Ramirez, thanks for being with us today here on Crosspoint. Uh, thank you, my brother. Blessings. Great interview today with John Ramirez. Folks, spiritual warfare is real. You need to know God's Word, this book I hold in my hand right now. And these books like Fire Prayers but John Ramirez helps work that together. Folks, know the Bible. Know what it says. Uh, know how it connects with these other type of books like this to help us to get through everyday life. It's so important because the Bible is never outdated. You can always accurately follow every word it says. The Bible contains the most important words you're ever going to read and certainly ever follow. Be sure to join us again next time as we again discuss issues that are affecting the church. Have a great week and allow God to use you for His purposes so that greater things can be done. Make your life count in God's plans for eternity. I'm Mark Taylor. Crosspoint is a program produced in Studio 101 at KNAO Radio. Not all of the views on Crosspoint reflect those of the management or staff of KNEO. You may contact the Crosspoint program at 10827 Highway 86 East, Neosho, Missouri, 64850, or by email crosspoint at kneo.org. You can hear Crosspoint four times a week, Saturday morning at 1, Saturday afternoon at 2, Saturday evening at 9, and Sunday evening at 7. You can also listen anytime on... Harper's Kennel of Stella, Missouri is proud to be sponsoring this portion of broadcasting on KNEO. Owned by Judy and Danny Harper, Harper's Kennel of Stella, Missouri specializes in French Bulldogs. For more information, the phone number is 417-628-3083.